Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. All right, everybody, welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Uh, my name is Kieran Anderson, and today we have Chris Gillette on. What's up, man? How's it going? And uh, you are the animal expert so i'm stoked to have you on <laughs> online right now dude how's it going you're from florida give us the rundown yeah yeah thanks for having me on i'm happy to be here um so yeah i'm born and raised in florida and i currently live in fort lauderdale and i work with all kinds of wildlife alligators crocodiles snakes sharks all kinds of stuff this guy's crazy i'm telling you right now i hopped on a an overnight flight not knowing what i was getting myself into and he made me swim with alligators this guy is next level. Yeah, that was a good time. It was the last time we saw each other. It was uh, swimming with uh, Casper the alligator. Dude, I was so scared. Like, you're just like so mellow about it. That I'm not kidding. Like, you know how I am. I'll surf big waves and do the whole thing and go spearfish and all that stuff. That was the scariest moment in my life. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, just go just go swim with the alligators, dude. Just stay underneath them. Um, and if you stay underneath them, you're good. And that was it. That's pretty much what you told me. <laughs> and I was just like, this is really scary. But they're they're actually pretty docile if you treat them right. Yeah. So, well, it's that one is one I've trained. I mean, that's really important, yeah. too. You know, I've worked with him for 13 years now. So, uh, you know, he's well-trained. He knows the drill. He knows what's up. And so, on one hand, they're not inherently aggressive animals at all, um, you know, but there is a difference between having one like him that's trained. And, like, if you go try that in the wild, yeah, you'll get crunched probably. Yeah. So, so what's your, what's your background? What do you, where'd you start and how did you get into all of this? Like you, you have a full place now, right? With, with alligators and animal life there. So where'd you start and how'd you get to this spot? Um, so I have a bachelor's of science in environmental studies from FIU in Miami. So, um, I do have my bachelor's degree and I've worked on quite a bit of research, uh, work, but you know, that doesn't really make very much money. So that's why they just tourism <laughs> side, right? So um, on the tourism side, I'm the manager of the alligator area at Everglades Holiday Park. And then I also run my underwater alligator tours at Everglades Outpost and Homestead. Uh, so I got my plate full with the alligators right there. And then I also run uh, my shark diving excursions out of Jupiter. So I take people out for sharks too. Um, and then I also sometimes work with uh, the snakes. I, I'm a state licensed python contractor. So I go out and catch the invasive pythons and I also uh, do a lot of international trips. Like next month, I'm leading an expedition in the Peruvian Amazon to go look for snakes. So all over the place. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So the shark diving, what kind of sharks are you diving with? Because we was that the trip I was supposed to go on? But it got yeah. canceled, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got canceled and because uh, of winds and everything. Yeah, bad weather. But what kind of sharks were we supposed to be diving with? Because that was another thing that I got thrown over my shoulder and they're like hey you want to go shark diving i'm like yeah sure if chris is leading it for sure because i trust you with all this stuff you're yeah. you know your stuff but uh yeah dude what kind of sharks were they um so i was just out last week and we had about a dozen sharks at once and they were um mainly we had quite a few sandbar sharks and then a couple dusky sharks um and it, it totally depends on the time of year uh so it can vary 
I've had six species in a day on some really good days in the summer. We can have silkies, duskies, sandbar, Caribbean reef, bulls, lemons, hammers, all show up in the same day. Wow. And it's all free diving, right? It's not like cage diving. Right, right. Yeah. There's no, uh, I don't do anything with any cages, none of that kind of stuff. And we usually do them yeah. as a snorkel free dive trip. Um, I used to, to run a lot of scuba trips, but the scuba trips are so, uh, it's just, there's a lot more problems. You get people are certified like 20 years ago. They've been diving once and then you're 90 feet deep and surrounded by sharks and they have no idea how to use their gear. So yeah. we just keep it simple with snorkel and free dive usually. Have you ever had any like sketchy situations or is it pretty mellow usually? Um, so it's usually pretty mellow. I mean, I've been in some really like really bad situations because I'm doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. But, like when I'm, when I'm running a trip with like people, uh, you know, we keep it really calm and really safe. But then when I'm out on my own, you know, like, yeah, I get, get a little wild. <laughs> You're just trying to like pet all the sharks and go up and shake hands and stuff. Well, like, uh, like a good one, one time, um, I, my, I did my best wounded sea turtle impression to get this like tiger shark to come up and try to hunt me so I can get some like sick footage of it. So I'm Are like on the kidding? surface, like, no, I'm dead serious. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like swimming with one arm all like erratically. And I see it like looking at me like, oh man, that guy, that one's dying. I need to go help him. And I get this tiger like zipping up at me, like, like predatory, you know? And uh, then I just like flip around with the camera and get shots of me comes up, like trying to bite the camera. Dude, you're you're the American version of Steve Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got that one before. <laughs> you are you're gnarly. What so? What other animals and uh, species do you do you hang out with? Because I feel like your life just consists of hanging out with so many different animals and species of people that think they're predators, right? Like sharks, we think are predators, but they really are docile creatures. They're not trying to go after us. Same with alligators and everything. But I feel like sharks and alligators and crocodiles and all these things it, they're just doing their thing right when they bite somebody or whatever that, that's just their their nature yeah so the um thankfully we're not on the menu for most of these animals and they Correct. don't see us as normal food and we are so lucky that's the case okay? yeah because <laughs> they're so powerful and so uh so fast you know like yeah. if you ever watch a shark go after actual fish is prey and you see them like hunting live fish you're like oh my god they're so fast and so agile and you're like dude if that thing wanted you you don't have a chance yeah so if we're so lucky they don't see us as prey and you know when somebody does get nailed it's because usually they're spearfishing and you have their natural prey and it's struggling and they get all amped up or you're in murky water you know and they can't really see you and they come in to investigate you know things like that or if you're you know if you're surfing in like seal grounds where they hunt you know that that's not a good idea either but yeah. like if you're if you're in clear water and they can see you and you're not messing with their natural prey uh they normally don't want anything to do with you you know yeah so what what other uh species do you dive with or hang like out shark with wise? no just like all in all like other animals oh my god yeah all kinds of stuff i mean so if we want to do like like sharks real quick i've been outside the cage with over 20 different species of sharks um i've worked with 12 different species of crocodilian snakes are i don't even i don't even know how many you know like literally hundreds of different kinds of snakes and then uh like there's the florida panther i raised you saw her at the, yeah. at the rescue i think yeah so you know i work with her um and then uh, a lot of non-dangerous stuff too you know like uh i i used to be a penguin keeper at one time i had a little flock That's of penguins awesome. i took care of uh i've worked with orangutans a little bit um uh parrots birds of prey owls all kinds of stuff so at your facility you have uh a wide range of animals too, right? 
Right. So like um, at one of the places I work at is uh, Everglades Outpost Wildlife Rescue and they have everything there. Is, is that where I went? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that's one of the facilities I work at. And, you know, they have alligators, crocodiles. They got a zebra, a camel, a bear, <laughs> a lion, so a tiger, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that are most of them are confiscations. People have them illegally or an injured animal or something like that. So. Yeah. So how do, how does that work? You actually go save those animals that are illegally kept and bring them to there to to nurture and keep and well so usually that kind of thing is done by a florida fish and wildlife officer when it comes to a confiscation sort of thing um but i will uh i'll respond to the nuisance alligators is the main one that i personally go do so when an alligator is in somebody's backyard or you know like ate a dog or something um we'll go out and catch it you know so i'll be the guy like literally hand catching the alligator uh, and then I've, I've also got to do quite a few just like wildlife rescues, like uh, if a bird hits is hit by a car or, uh, you know, things like that. And you just went on something recently, right? When we got off the phone, you said you were going to try to catch a couple of crocodiles. Was that one of those situations or what was that? Yeah. So um, just before this call, I mean, I, I literally got home like like two minutes before this call and dug out the yeah. headphones and throw them in the computer because uh yeah, I was out uh, trying to rescue a couple alligators out of backyards. And so they're just in, there's these housing communities that are just um, built where the Everglades was, you know, and so that's where the alligators live. And now there's houses there and, you know, they don't understand that really. And everybody wants to live on, you know, a lakefront property or a canal or something. They, they want the water. And so that's where the alligators end up living because we plowed over their land, you know. So I try to, you know, get the alligators out of their backyards and such. Yeah, that's rad. I mean, it makes them feel safer and you get to keep up with them too how how is that like uh feeding the alligators and everything or just taking care of the alligators and crocodiles that you have is it is it a process or um is it pretty easy well it's um when you know what you're doing it's not so bad um and it's kind of like when you're when you're really good at something you make it look really easy and i get that one all the time with like my gator works people are like oh well it looks totally safe it's like it's cuz i'm doing it right yeah <laughs> and, no that, and no, like, no, that that makes complete sense because when i was there you dove under first and you're like, okay this is how we're going to do it and it was just so easy right yeah but for me for coming from the outside i was so scared yeah i was yeah. so scared and like your videos on instagram too of you feeding the alligators and the crocodiles and everything it's just like wow, that looks pretty easy, but I wouldn't want to do it. But anyway, right. sorry. Well, yeah. So um, just to kind of emphasize that, it's like the line between control and chaos is like hair thin. So when I'm feeding all those alligators and if I do everything right, it looks like they're totally tame. And, and a lot of people comment and they think that they're tame. Like, oh, I could tell they would never hurt you. And I'm like, look, I'm telling you, I didn't raise any of these things. They're caught as wild alligators, as nuisance animals, you know? And like, if one of them were to bite me and pull me in, you're, you're done. Like for me, like I will die. It doesn't, you know, the skills I have and the abilities I have don't mean anything if you get pulled in there. Yeah. That's so sketchy. It's, it's no joke. Yeah. And what what's their biting strength? Isn't it something like crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So on a large alligator, like 2000 pounds per square inch of power. That's insane. How, how big is Casper? Casper is your biggest alligator. You have it at the place, right? Well, he's not the biggest. He's just the most well-trained. And so he's the one I have people interacting with, but we have bigger yeah. ones. Like we got a couple that are like, you know, 12 feet. Jeez, dude. How big's Casper? He's like a little under 10. Oh my gosh. I still, yeah. I look at photos on my phone from that and I'm like, why did I do that? 
<laughs> yeah, but it was awesome though, right? No, oh, it was so fun. I got off a of red eye and got no sleep and I was just like, all right, let's do it. And then you brought in the snakes <laughs> and everything and it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you um, consider all of the animals at your facility like your pets then? So I so I don't like the word pet um, because they're definitely not pets. You know, so for me, um, and you know, when if you're not working with uh, exotic wildlife and you're just used to domestic, it's like, oh yeah, it's like your pet, right? It's like, no, 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 no. Like to me, a pet is an animal that you can trust won't hurt you. Like, you know, my dog is my pet. I can I can take a nap on the couch with the dog sitting <laughs> on me. You take a yeah. nap next to next to Casper, as cool and chill as he is, if he sees you sleeping there, it's like, the guy's not paying attention. He's going to come over and take a bite out of you, you know, like he's a he's an alligator, you know, so they're definitely not pets. Um, I don't I don't trust them in that way, you know, so uh, but I love them, you know, and I have a I have like a bond with them and, you know, I love hanging out with them and they're awesome. But I definitely don't think of them as like like a pet, like a dog is. Yeah. So in that pool, how many alligators are in there? Well, it's actually a really big spot, but yeah, I mean, there's there were quite a few alligators, right? Right. So where I do the tours, uh, right now we've only got four in there right now, but it fluctuates around, uh, you know, we move them in and around and things like that. So, I mean, when I first started doing the tours, we had 15 in there, you know? Yeah. That's insane. Like, how do you tell them all apart? Yeah. I get that one a lot. Uh, to most people, they all look the same, but, uh, the analogy, the unflattering analogy I often use is it's kind of like being the crazy cat lady. It's got like, you know, 50 cats and she knows everyone's name. So like, you know, you can tell them apart. You just, you just spend enough time, you learn their differences and I can tell them apart just like, you know, anybody can tell their other pets or even people apart. To me, they all look different. Yeah. Spots and everything. You can kind of tell the difference and the yeah. size, right? Yeah. The size and like the way their face looks, like some of them have longer faces than others. Um, and, uh, you know, like a bigger head on them or the coloration pattern, things like that. That's awesome. What's your favorite part about helping out animals? Um, you know, when like, like when you save one and you know, that animal was going like, it was going to die if you weren't there for it, you know, and yeah. just knowing that you made a difference for that one animal is, is huge for me, you know, and just being like, you know, I, I was able to save that guy's life. And, you know, I would hope that, uh, if I was ever in that position, you know, somebody would do that for me kind of thing, you know, and I see them as just like, you know, they're, they're another, uh, sentient being on this planet that I'm trying to help out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you go on the boats with the the big wind thing, the wind powered boats? And oh yeah, the airboats. Yeah, yeah. Airboats. Do you go on those and like? Yeah. Try to find yes. alligators and stuff. So um, when I uh, I used to do the research a lot, where we'd go out and we'd do a weigh, measure, tag, and release, and we go out by airboat and just zip around at night in the Everglades. You got like a headlight on and everything. You're looking around and and we'd spot them and you catch them and pull them up onto the boat and then we'd may, uh, weigh and measure and tag them. It was pretty cool. That's rad. So how long have you been doing all this? Um, so hypothetically, and an illegal situation that I would have never done, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I was out there catching alligators. I mean, not me, though, somebody else like me. But um, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> since I was like, <laughs> since I was like a little kid, really. Um, so that's what's so funny is I tell people I'm like, well, technically, I got my first job at 16 working with them. And so technically that only gives me at, um, I'm actually, my birthday's on, uh, Friday. Yeah. So coming up real quick here. Um, and I'll be, I'll be 34. So that's going to give me what, like, uh, 17 years of experience working with alligators professionally, you know, since I had a job doing it, but I mean, I was messing with them way before that. So I always tell people, yeah, I got like over 20 years experience, you know, handling alligators. What did your parents think of that? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, neither of them do anything like what I do. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, well, your parents must, you know, do the same thing. And they taught you. I'm like, no, they didn't want me doing any of this, but thankfully, um, they were apprehensively supportive of my passion, I guess is a nice way to put it. That is so rad. That's like Ollie, Timmy Kern's kid. He's like all about catching the most gnarly snakes and everything. And I'm like, dude, he is gnarly. Like he catches yeah. everything. When we were there last, like he, <laughs> we were getting dinner and Ollie was like, Hey, let's go try to catch a catfish. Like just dunk me into the, into the river and I'll catch one with my bare hands. And I was like, <laughs> uh okay so i like was dunking him in and i like had him by his feet i have the video on my phone I, I was dunking him in by his feet and he's like i got one i got one and i was like okay i'm gonna pull him up i guess so i pulled him up and he had a catfish sucked on his hand dude wow. he's just like such a frother and he always sent like post videos of snakes and stuff and it's so cool yeah i love that I, i'm just like i get scared i don't know why well it's called instincts that's what you're supposed to be like we're the weird ones <laughs> yeah Dude, you're gnarly. I don't know how you do it. It's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, you got you got good survival instincts. Um, I guess I don't. Because, <laughs> yeah, I do this crazy stuff, and people are like, aren't you scared? And I'm like, mm, not really. I, I don't know, you know? Yeah, but you've been doing it for so long, too. I mean, that's another thing. It's like, yeah. if, you, if you came and did crazy stuff with me, you'd be like, oh, this is scary. But everybody does their own thing. So what, what do you feed uh, all those alligators? So a lot of raw chicken is kind of the kind of the main thing we give them is raw chicken. And uh, just because chicken's really lean, um, you know, I, I they get red meat, too, sometimes. But, uh, man, that gets them like all gassy and greasy. It's gross. So I like to stick to the raw chicken for the most part. But, they, yeah, they do get a variety of different stuff. That's awesome. And that, that panther you have, what do you what's what's the main diet for that? So she gets, yeah, she gets a lot of chicken. Um, sometimes we can, uh, you know, we, again, we give her uh, a lot of red meat too, beef and pork and things like that. So just kind of a, a variety. What other animals are there? Um, man, so right next to her is another cougar. And on the other side of her are Japanese snow macaques. And then down the line, we got uh, some wolf dog hybrids. We've got two tigers, a lion. Oh, I, rem- uh, I remember the wolf dogs. Yeah, yeah. Those things are so cool. Yeah, they're really, really pretty. You're so stoked. Like, you have a, the best job ever. <laughs> it's really awesome. Do. I mean, I, I love it, man. I love my life, you know. Um, it, it's crazy because some people are like, oh, my God, how do you live like that? And I'm like, how do you live like that? Your life sucks. I love my life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. I mean, it can be dangerous at times, but not really if you're doing it the right way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, the danger is real. You know, like uh, one of the one of the things I always tell people is like, even if you're the best, it doesn't matter how good you are, man. Everybody has accidents. So, you know, any one of these days, like not to be dramatic, but, you know, I could go in there and feed the gators and do everything right. And then I just slip, you know, I, I, I slip on a, you know, on a wet spot or whatever you fall back and dude, you're done, you know? So like, I try to keep that in the back of my head of like, on one hand, I'm having a great time and, and I'm very confident in my abilities because I've done this a long time. I do know what I'm doing, but I'm also very aware that, accidents happen and I don't know everything, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I do, but I know I don't know everything. And I do try to remind myself to be very careful. Don't get complacent. Don't mess up, you know, cause it, it is, the danger is very real, you know, what kind of dangers do you have with the other animals? Well, like 
like with the panther I raised, you know, I've known her her entire life. And uh, she's like, well, like eight years now. And uh, I've known her since she was a couple weeks old. And only once she like full on tried to kill me. And uh, even though I raised her, you know, and I to this day, I don't know what sparked that. I don't know where that came from. But I mean, she went for my throat, you know, and I had to grab her and actually like literally fight her. And uh, it was intense. And then 20 minutes later, she's back to normal. You know, so it's just like you got to remind yourself like wild animals are wild animals. They're not your pet. You know, you might love them, but they don't love you the same way. And you always have to be ready. You always have to be watching for that. Yeah, for sure. That's insane. That's scary, actually. Yeah, no, it was it was bad, man. Like it was it was really sketch. Like so the panther was so you brought she you raised her then. So she was uh, relinquished by somebody that um, I don't know the full story. Apparently they like had her. uh, It was like a guy that like breeds him or something for like these big cat places. And he was like, oh, well, you know, like her brother died and she was dying. And he was like, maybe you guys can help her and like dropped her off kind of thing. Um, and so I helped, you know, raise her up from when she was just a few weeks old. Wow. And you have a tiger there too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got two tigers. Um, I don't work with them very much. Uh, I mean, they're cool. I'll interact with them through the fence, but because I didn't raise them from a baby or anything, I don't go in with them. Um, yeah, it's just cause that's, you know, it's sketchy, you know? I, I don't know what the guy's name is, but I've been watching it on Instagram. It's this guy that has tigers and lions and stuff. It might be in Florida, but he's always like hugging tigers and lions and stuff. And it's the craziest thing. Like he, he really did raise them from, from birth. And it's really cool. It's interesting to watch his side of things because from my side of things, I'm like, Oh, that's scary. But he's just like giving hugs and raising these animals that are just crazy. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's really cool. Like it's really interesting. And it's, it's like, it's so much more complicated though than like the gator stuff I do because the cats are so they're they're so intelligent and they're emotional. You know, that's a good thing about the alligators is they're not, they are intelligent too, but they're not like, they don't have that emotion side so much. Um, They're like very, I don't want to say that like, they're kind of like a machine in a way where like, if you do this, you get this response. And if you do this, you're going to get bit, you know, but with the cats, like certain things can set them off randomly and they're, they're much more harder to predict in that way. Like when she went after me, like I, to this day, I don't know why she did that. It was just like a flip switched in her head. I'd been in there for 20 minutes and she's purring, I'm petting her and she's fine. And then just suddenly she looked at me like super weird and her ears went back and just whack, you know, it's just like, wow, dude, like, where did that come from? That's scary. So like, do you have any house cats? I don't have any pets at all. Oh, oh, what the heck, man? What are you, a serial killer? <laughs> no. So... <laughs> My parents, we, we always had dogs growing up and everything, but um, my parents moved up to Oregon when I was 18, 19. Then I kind of moved around a bit and I was traveling so much and I still do travel a lot. So unfortunately, I can't really have the time for a pet. And I, I just feel like yeah, I don't blame you. If I did have a dog, it would be not fair to the dog or the cat or whatever I had to have it here because I'm going to have to hire somebody to take care of it and I want to be there for him. Right. No, I feel you there. Um, well, what I was going to say is if you had a cat, uh, most people have cats, you know, they know, like, they'll be like petting their cat and everything's fine. Everything's great. And then suddenly the cat just turns around and bites him. And you're like, dude, what was that? Or you're like chilling, watching TV and the cat just runs by and like swats you in the head. Like that is a thing they do when they're big too. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the consequences are a lot greater. How big are the paws? Oh, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're big, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so scary. Yeah. So back to crocodiles and alligators and everything. Do they whip their tails? Like, can they whip you with their tails? Right. So they will whip their tail defensively. Um, so if they feel threatened, yeah, they absolutely do. Um, but they don't do it when they're like uh, attacking something in a predatory way. Um, just because hmm. people get this idea that alligators are going to chase them and whip their tails at them. They don't do it that way at all. Uh, but when they're feeling defensively, they do. And it's only a defensive thing. Um, so when we're trying to catch one and stuff like that, yeah, they will like swing their tail at you. And uh, like a big gator can just sweep you right off your feet. Wow. That's scary. Or break your leg. If you know your knee goes back the wrong way, man, you're a flamingo. How how big do alligators and crocodiles get? So um, it depends where you are and what species you're talking about. So for the alligators, uh, generally, we don't normally see anything over 13 feet. I mean, there are 15 footers, you know, it does happen. But generally speaking, um, the biggest one I've, I've ever seen in the wild was like a little, probably a little over 13. Uh, but then the Jeez. crocs get bigger. So like, some of the crocs I've messed with in Costa Rica are like 15, 16 feet. You know, they're, they're massive. That's insane. I feel like crocodiles in Costa Rica too, because when you surf there, there's crocodiles in the lineup and stuff. But crocodiles are more in like when there's ocean kind of nearby, I feel like. So there's, um, there's over 20 different species of crocodilians in the world. So there's a lot okay. of them. And there's like uh, out of those... So a lot of the crocodiles are in saltwater, but some of the crocodiles are in freshwater. And so a lot of people generalize like, oh, well, crocs are in saltwater always. And it's like, no, that's not the case. They're not always, um, you know, some do, some don't. And then gators are usually in only freshwater because they don't have a salt gland. So the crocs can kind of choose. And some of the species have a lingual salt gland so they can excrete excess salt so they can live in the ocean, drink the salt water. They're fine. The gators can't do that. So that's why the gators live in fresh water. Although gators do sometimes go into salt water. I've seen it myself several times. Um, now they're not, they're not living in there, but they go in there just like people do. You know, you can swim in it too. You know, you just got to find fresh water to drink eventually. And so do the crocodiles, can they breathe underwater? They don't have gills. They have to hold their breath when they go under. And if they can't get to the surface, they will drown. But they can hold their breath like six hours. What? Yeah. Six hours. Yeah. It's pretty wild. That's insane. That's so scary. <laughs> so I can hold my breath for like 20 seconds and then I feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, no, you, dude, you can do more than that. Oh, I know, but it's still scary. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, talking about the breath hold, man, like they have adaptations that allow them to do that. So like their blood, uh, the hemoglobin in their blood can hold more oxygen than ours can. Just like when, when like, like I'm a free diver. So like when I'm free diving, when I hold my breath, you know, for a long time, you, you can feel your, your blood start coming back to your internal organs and like leaving your extremities. And this like, it feels like cold water going up your arms and legs. Yeah. And they do, the, they do the same thing, you know? So it's real cool. So they're going to pull that blood into the vital organs and uh, they're going to shut down a lot of the non-vital functions, you know, it's pretty cool. That's crazy. A lot of anatomy and physiology behind that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're awesome. Like their, their heart is different from other reptiles in, in that way too. I mean, they have all kinds of adaptations for it. That's awesome. So when you're free diving, you're free diving with sharks, right? Um, yeah, usually, I mean, when I go out with the gators too, um, I don't do that on scuba either. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to call it free diving cause it's, it's never more than 20 feet deep out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, same kind of idea. Yeah. Just, I want to talk more about the shark diving and everything like that, because I missed out on that. And I really want to know more of what I would have gotten myself into. So you guys take a boat out. Yeah. Oh, you got to come out, dude. I know I do need to come over there and we're going to make it happen. It's just, 
the weather kind of turned on us, which was a bummer. Yeah, yeah. But it happens, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. But there will be more opportunities. But I mean, I go out like pretty often. But yeah, we take a boat out. We go like usually like three or four miles offshore. And, you know, we'll put a bait crate down there and, you know, have some chum and, and see what comes in. And so uh, you never know what's going to come in. We get all kinds of different species. Have you ever swam with whites? Yeah. So I went uh, in Guadalupe, Mexico, um, and we went out there for the great whites. Yeah. And they make you do the cage out there, though. But like I slipped the guy a little extra money under the table and got to go outside the cage for that. So I was pretty sick. No way. Yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit of bribing goes a long way. (laughs) Was it sketchy? Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, they, you know, they, they're interested in the bait, you know, they don't, they're not really interested in you and out there it's crystal clear water. So, uh, you know, they're not really that interested in you. Um, but obviously whites, you know, I mean, that's a giant predatory shark. So I would not want to be out there in murky water. That's for sure. Yeah. That's so sketchy, dude. I love that little bribing guzzle. (laughs) It's so true. Especially in Mexico. It totally does. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever get nervous or scared? Um, it's kind of funny. So, um, what I always say is like, and one of my favorite quotes, uh, is fear is the mind killer. And that, that's from Dune, the new Dune movies coming out. But I read the books like, you know, forever ago when I was a kid and like, it always stuck in my head, like fear is the mind killer. So fear makes you make irrational, illogical choices. And that'll get you killed when you're working with dangerous wildlife. So I'm never afraid but I am very aware of what's going on and like how bad a situation can be. And like, it's a different thing, you know, like, like when you're afraid, it's a different feeling. But when I'm like, okay, this is bad. Like, and and I'm like, I'm aware of it. I'm like, all right, this is really bad. Uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do here and figure out what I can do to get through this. But it's not, it's not like, like fear. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, totally. Same thing with like surfing big waves. Like if you start freaking out underwater, you're going to drown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you, you have to keep your cool. You cannot let fear get into your mind. And like, I, we don't like, I don't like have a word for it. I, you know, I could say like, I get like nervous, I guess, you know, but even that's not the right word. Cause it's totally different. It's like just the realization of like, all right, this is bad news, but you know, got to keep your cool and, and you can't be afraid. You know, I tell people that all the time. They ask me what it's like, like surfing big waves and stuff. And I just say, it's honestly, it's, it's gnarly, but like, I don't know how to explain it. You just don't know how to explain that term. And I feel like you have that mindset of not being, you are nervous. I'm nervous. I get scared, but, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Right. And yeah. you just can't, you can't explain it. You, I, I just have that mindset and you have that mindset too. Right. So yeah, we yeah. just have so different mindsets I, with different things. I think of it like, like, you know, when like, you were a kid in school and like you got called up in the front of the class, you need to explain something that you weren't paying attention for. That's when you're scared. Like that's where you're just like, oh, blah, 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 you know, and yeah, you're like mumbling yeah. and, and you start sweating and, you know, like your palms are sweaty and you're just like, oh, like, like to me, that that's that is fear. You're just like, you know, you're like crapping your pants over there. But like when I'm working with the animals, like I'm totally calm. I'm very, very hyper focused. You know, like, uh, you're, you're not freaking out. I mean, that's it, you know, like you're not freaking out. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing. Cause they, they can probably sense that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's one, like a lot of people like, oh, well, animals can like sense your fear. And it's like, well, they, they don't like supernaturally sense fear, but they can detect your biological manifestations of being afraid. So if you're, if you are freaking out and you're jittery or your heart is like pounding out your chest, like the sharks can pick up on that in a moment, you know, they can literally read your heart rate. 
you know, or uh, if, you know, some of the, the predatory mammals I'm with, if you're scared and, you know, you're releasing that, you know, um, like, what's the word for it? There's, there's like hormones and stuff you release when you're afraid, you know, like your armpits and stuff like that. Like they, they can smell that kind of thing. Endorphins or something. Yeah, something like that. I, that's above yeah. my pay grade. But you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do know what you're saying. Yeah, that's so, gnarly. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just a different thing. You know, this kind of brings me to kind of a weird side topic, but man, I wish I spoke more languages because um, this is kind of a cool, like, like weird topic, but your ability to describe things is based on the language you speak. And the more languages you know, the more you have an ability to describe things in a more uh, fruitful way. So in English, we might not have a word for what we're talking about, but maybe in like Mandarin, they do. You know, yeah. where you're like really like cutting through those emotions more specifically, just like we call something snow. And then the Inuit have like 20 different words for snow, meaning different things. And to you, it's just snow, you know? Yeah, that's so that's so true. I mean, there's so many different languages in this world and they probably think of words. We don't even know how to say them, but we're just like, I want to say that word, but we don't know the word for it. Like, we're just trying to figure it out. Did you ever read 1984? No, never. Oh, bro, you got to read it. It's it's a classic. It's really important, like psychologically. So basically where this ties in is if you control the language, you control the people because you control their ability to describe their thoughts. So in the book, um, they get rid of all negative language. So if something is bad, you're not allowed to say bad. It's illegal. So it's ungood. And if it's really bad, it's double plus ungood. And so (laughs) that's the only way to describe things. And if you get rid of words like rebellion or freedom or you know things like that um then they don't exist anymore they're not in the lexicon of language and they cease to exist in the mind as well wow so it's that's... it's pretty trippy it's it's really cool to think about but then that's what i think about when i can't find the right word i always think about that i'm like if i spoke mandarin i would know this word <laughs> yeah exactly they need to make a they need to make a movie about that because i suck at reading i'll i'll watch the movie yeah i think i think they've done it but they need to make a new one for sure. Yeah, I think they did like an old version because what's crazy is 1984 was written in 1948 about the future wow. of 1984. What? And you yeah, it's it's pretty nuts, you know, and obviously that's trippy. Yeah, it it really is, especially when like you read it and you realize how relevant it is to like government today because it's mainly about like government overreach and control and you're like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what happened." And this guy's writing about it in 1948. Like Oh gosh. Yeah, it, that's it's so nuts. gnarly. Or like, I just, I was watching a uh, Blade Runner 2049 the other night and I'm like, this is supposed to be in 2049. That's coming up so fast, but it was written so long ago, you know, but you're like, oh my God, that's right around the corner. <laughs> like, yeah. People are just predicting the future. You're like, oh boy, this is kind of coming true. This is scary. Yeah, <laughs> no, it totally is. It's, it's, it's really crazy and gnarly to think about. So dude, how did you end up learning about all this stuff? Like, obviously you started off at a very young age, messing around with animals and catching animals and stuff. But how the heck did you get into this? Um, so I didn't have friends when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. No, no, like, no, for real, man. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Like where I grew up, uh, I'm from Palm Bay is where I'm born and raised. And um, back then, uh, when I grew up in Palm Bay, like now it's like really busy. It's like a big place. But when I grew up, there were no other kids on my street, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I had like friends in school, but you know, like, even if I wanted to ride my bike to a friend's house, it was like miles and miles away. So like normally I just hung out with animals. Like really, I would go out in the woods and catch lizards and snakes and stuff. And that's really, you know, how I spent most of my young life. And that's what got me to love this kind of thing. And 
and understand it in a way most people don't because it was my life when I was a kid. Did you have influences and stuff like growing up and doing that? Um, so that's what's kind of crazy is not not really. Um, my parents like nature, but not like I do, you know, yeah. and I didn't know anybody who liked nature like I do. And uh, I grew up pretty poor. And so we didn't have cable or anything. And so when I was at a friend's house and I saw Steve Irwin for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, that guy's like me. And it was so <laughs> it's so rad. It, it was because a lot of people like, oh, well, did Steve Irwin like inspire you to be like this? And I'm like, well, not like you think. Like, I didn't watch him be like, I want to do that. I, I watched him and I'm like, oh, my God, we're the same and I'm not a freak. <laughs> like, you know, it, it gave me like uh, it gave me a view of somebody who has a similar passion and love of animals and, and made me feel OK for who I was because I was already like that. And I felt like a total weirdo. And then I saw him and I'm like, dude, this guy is is awesome. He's living his life. He made a career out of it. And I'm going to do the same thing. And I don't have to feel bad about, you know, the fact that I, I love wildlife and I love the environment. Steve Irwin's son's doing the same path, right? Isn't he starting yeah. to do? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, he, he's kind of following the same thing and, and working with wildlife, too. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's super cool to see that. I mean, that whole story. I remember watching Steve Irwin when I was a kid and just going, this guy's crazy, but he's so awesome. Like, that's so cool. It's yeah. so I mean, his passion was just like infectious, you know, and that's what yeah. was so great about it. Like he, he got you to love animals you've never even heard of. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite alligator? Um, they're kind of like my kids. So I would say like, I, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite one, you know? I mean, obviously I, I love Casper, you know, he's great. Um, I love seven. I do a lot of videos with him, you know, he's a really big one. Um, so I mean, they're, they're kind of like my kids in a way, you know, like it's hard to pick one. That's awesome. That's so cool. You're just like, yeah, they're all, they're all amazing. They really are. Yeah, I no, mean, they, they really are. They have individual personalities too. I mean, that's what's so cool is they absolutely are individuals just like we are. Um, you know, some of them are more sketchy than others. Some are more chill than others. You know, uh, like like the big one, Seven, he doesn't like people he doesn't know, which is really like interesting. Like uh, it takes him a while to learn who someone is and be okay with them. Meanwhile, Casper's like, yeah, no, I'm cool with everybody. You know, he's chill with everybody, but like, if I brought you in with seven, he'll, he'll try to kill you, but he won't try to kill me. That is so weird. You know? And it's like, yeah, well, he, he recognizes you as different people, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's how people are too, though. That's how humans are. Some people don't like other people. Yeah. No, he's totally. And then there's people that just love everyone like me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's got the, he's got the stranger danger genes there. He's like, no, get away. I don't know you. So what, what kind of actual pets do you have? Do you have pets at home? Yeah, so we have um, a rescue dog, you know, that was a stray and everything. Her name's Clover. She's a sweetheart. And then we have a uh, rescue cat. His name is uh, Cinder, and he doesn't have eyes. So he was found wow. on, the, yeah, like like literally there are no eyeballs. So um, he was a stray as well, and his eyes were super infected, and they were like like bulging out of his skull like a horror movie. And uh, the vet had to remove his eyes completely. But he's got oh, like a wow. black face. Well, he's got a black face, so you, you almost can't tell really because it just looks like he's squinty. And then you look and you're like, oh, my God, there's no eyes at all. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's so funny because when he looks at you, he's like, is he looking? Dude, he's staring right at me. What? <laughs> like, it's super creepy. That's super <laughs> sketchy, dude. But he has incredible hearing, so he can catch flies. Like, I watch him catch flies out of the air. The fly goes by and he jumps like a regular cat and swats in the air and he can catch him. He's like, he's like daredevil. Like he can hear them and catch them. It's nuts. 
That's gnarly. And like he'll run across the house and he he knows where everything is. He runs and jumps right on top of the sofa. Like he knows it's there. He it's like he can see it. It's insane. That's so gnarly. He's just like knows everything. Yeah, until you move something and then he just like bam runs right into it and you feel really bad. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah, that's so, funny. That's like funny, yeah. but you feel bad, but like at the same time, you're like, that's pretty funny. Like he makes you laugh. I laugh every time. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell, but I laugh. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh God. What does your family think of your career that you chose? I mean, they worry about me for sure. You know, like, uh, like my mom is always just like, I'm not staying at your house. Like she's in town to visit. She's like, I'm staying at your brother's house. You got too many snakes, you know? So she doesn't even want to come to my house. Uh, my, my dad is, uh, he's, he's a bit more like chill about it, but he definitely, he still doesn't like the dangerous stuff. He, he does not like the shark diving. He's always like, Oh really? Yeah. He's like, don't even tell me you're going shark diving. I don't even want to know. Cause, uh, my dad lived in Guam for a while and he would do a lot of diving out there. And yeah. he had a couple like, uh, run-ins with sharks out there that just, you know, put that fear in him, man. Yeah, for sure. That's scary. What was he living in Guam for? So my grandpa was in the Navy and they were okay. stationed out there. And uh, so when he was younger, he lived out there and he'd do like a, a lot of like uh, shell hunting and just, you know, general diving and snorkeling out there. Have you traveled a lot? Um, a bit, you know. Um, I mean, this year I've got uh, Proving Amazon. And then two months ago, I was in Botswana for crocodiles and, you know, in Africa. So every year I try to hit, you know, a couple different spots. So have, have you, do you make YouTube videos or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a YouTube channel called Florida's Wildest. And uh, you check us out on YouTube. We've got like 120,000 subscribers on there. And um, oh, geez, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, speaking of that, like definitely check out the YouTube because I'm trying to grow that one. That's the big one. Yeah. And I do a ton of like traveling videos on there. But then like like my TikTok, I got 4.7 million followers on there. What? What's your TikTok? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Gator Chris one. What you have Instagram too? That, that's what I stalk you on. I always look at your videos because I'm so interested. But that one you got to give out to everyone too. Yeah, yeah. My I so dude, I've got to consolidate them all because I know they're all different. It's annoying. But um, so on, on Instagram it's Gator Boys Chris. But I, I got to like consolidate them all to be the same thing for sure. <laughs> so do you film uh, YouTube videos specifically like in Florida then, or are you traveling around to film those videos? Well, so we named the channel Florida's Wildest, but uh, we definitely travel all over the place. So I've got um, YouTube videos in from Africa, from Costa Rica, from Mexico, uh, from Peru. Um, yeah, so all over the place, I've got, you know, YouTube videos on there. That's rad. So what, besides working with animals and everything, what other passions do you have? Do you fish? Do you dive for lobster? What other things do you do? Um, so... Well, I love diving just in general, you know, and I do the photography, uh, you know, like if you see on my Instagram, yep. all the photos and everything. So, um, you know, even, even the non-dangerous wildlife, I, I love to do photography, especially underwater photography. And then like I do, uh, I guess I mean, almost everything is animals <laughs> but yeah. outside, outside the animal stuff. Uh, I like martial arts a lot too, you know? Um, so I practice a little bit of that, a little like MMA stuff. And then, um, like, uh, Oh, a cool. one I do is like fire spinning. That's like a fun one. I like to do a lot with like the, no way you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like fire stuff. Dude, that's so sick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I post it every once in a while. I try to keep my page like, you know, like an animal page, but yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing I do is like, you know, fire stuff. Um, dude, that's sick. Can you throw them up in yeah. the air and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you dip, do you dip it in oil to keep them lit? Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, what I have is a staff with two uh, things on the end that you dip inside of the fuel and then you light it. And then I just like spin that thing around all crazy and everything. I can throw up in the air and catch it and like whip it all around my body. And like, it's, it's really, really cool, man. You're a full adrenaline seeker. <laughs> well, the other cool one is like, like blowing fire. So uh, oh I can do that one and God. just like blow out a fireball kind of thing. Oh, um, wait, dude, I, I did that. I did that in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my buddy is like crazy, but anyways, he, he does that for fun. He, he's not good at it. He just does it because he's psycho and he like is a part of jackass and stuff. And he started blowing fire out of his mouth and I was like, Oh, let me try. And I like put it in my mouth and he's like, just spit, you just spit. Right. And you go, yeah. And like, he's like, just don't inhale. So I just spit and it came out and I was like, Oh my gosh, that was so sick. I have a photo on my phone, dude. It's so sick. Yeah. It's awesome. dude. I love that kind of stuff. I love like, uh, anything like hand movement, you know, like that, like, uh, like the fire staff kind of thing. I also do like throwing knives, throwing hatchets, uh, like, like sword stuff, bow and arrow. Um, dude, you're so gnarly here. I got, I got like, like right next to me, I got like a butterfly knife, like right here. So, oh my goodness, dude. So I do like all this kind of, yeah, I'm not, I can't do that. I'll cut my hand off. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff. Oh, nunchucks. I'm I'm like really good with nunchucks too. Like those are pretty sick. I'll do them like I'll do them like blindfolded and just like like all over the place. Really? Dude, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bet you, I bet you'd be so good at the drums. Man, I've got like no musical ability. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like literally earlier, uh, I'm like, oh man, you know that song? And I try to like sing the song and it's like just so bad. And I'm like, I suck at everything music. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I'm so not mis- musically inclined at all. Like, I'm so bad at music also. My dad is super, super good at guitar. Like, really good. My brother is too. But yeah, I'm so bad. My mom could play... Yeah, my mom could play piano and clarinet. And I'm like, I am utterly hopeless. The only thing I can play is radio. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. I'm like, oh, uh, Apple Music? All right, cool. Yeah, that song. And that's about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, you know? So I'm, I'm not good at any of that stuff. But like the hand stuff I love, you know? like. All that, all that kind of business, you know, and like, um, I guess I should post more of that on Instagram, like the fire and like the, you know, like hatchet throwing and like that kind of stuff, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. You for sure should do that because I want to watch that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I try to put them on my TikTok and they ban everything. You no know, dangerous acts. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't do that, right? Scary. Yeah, yeah. Too scary for the public to see, um, dude. So, what? How does it work with like being able to go dive with alligators? What? How can people do that? Oh, yeah. So if you want to come out and do my tour, let me do a little infomercial here. I got to sell myself, right? So a little quick infomercial. Come out, do a tour with me and Casper. And uh, you can book it on my website, crocodilechris.com. And uh, you can come out there and hang out with us. Get in the water with an alligator with me and get some sick underwater photos of you and him. Do it, guys. It's really, really scary. Don't get me wrong. But Chris will take care of you. And afterwards, you're going to say that was the coolest thing I ever did. Dude, I've traveled the world. I've done so much stuff. That was still probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my whole entire life. And I really appreciate you for letting us come over and doing that. Yeah, man. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. You know, Um, I'm really happy I can bring that experience to people and teach them about these animals and get them to understand like they're not evil like people think they are, you know? Not at all. Yeah. Once we were done with it and you explained it even more, you explained it really well in the beginning too. But like afterwards too, I was just like, it really wasn't that bad. Like, I felt pretty safe because there are ways that you can get out of the situation if you have to, but the, the situation never happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, just to reiterate, 
Um, you know, if you do want to do that, come do the tour with me. Don't do it in the wild because people do die. Uh, but if you want to do it, like come in with me and Casper, a trained alligator uh, with an yeah. expert, you know, that's a smart way to do it. Um, I have a literal perfect safety record with those tours, uh, but don't go do it in the wild, you know? So sketchy. Yeah, exactly. So Chris, when did you first get involved with Salt Life? Because that was years ago that we did that. Yeah. So. Um, man, I don't, uh, they're going to fire me because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, good. that's I, a good thing though. That's a really good thing. Cause I, I don't really remember either, but it's been so long and it just goes to show that we're just going to keep staying with the company because they're amazing. It's one. Yeah, big no. I mean, like literally I just came here from, from Gator Catch and I got my Salt Life hat, my Salt Life sunglasses, my Salt yeah. Life shirt. Like that's literally what I wear every day, all the time. Yeah, I mean, me too. literally everything. <laughs> yeah, that's me too, dude. I'm like, oh shoot, like what sweater am I going to wear today? It's kind of like cold out today. Uh, that Salt Life jacket, uh, maybe. Oh, it's kind of raining today. I'm going to wear this one. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm wearing that one. <laughs> We're on. Yeah. But everything in my closet. My closet literally is just nothing but Salt Life shirts. <laughs> so sick. I love it, dude. I love these ones. Oh, are those, is that the um, one that you can stretch? Yeah, it's like kind of stretchy. It's like the performance one. And yep. like, dude, I, I love them for Florida just because it's so hot. And like cotton is death out here, <laughs> at least for me outdoors. So yeah. like, I love all the, like the performance stuff they have. That's like super lightweight and breathable. Yep. Was it humid this summer there? Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's never not. <laughs> yeah. So gnarly. How do all the animals react to that? I mean, they live here in it, you know, so they, yeah. they just, they're, they're used to it, man. But like, uh, like next month I'm heading down the Amazon. So, I mean, that's Dude, what these are going to be. You're going to the Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm running a trip next month down there. So that's why like, I'm, I'll, Dude, I'll have like, so you know, sick. my dry fit stuff. You're so stoked. Yeah, man. That's rad. What are you going to do there? I'm, I'm running a trip and bringing some people down, um, you know, like trying to like show them around and like, it, it, you know, it's like a tour expedition. So take people down and take them out hiking and, and kayaking and look for wildlife. Dude, that's rad. That's amazing. Do you get to do those trips frequently? I try to do them once a year or at least the okay. Amazon one. And then I try to run like Costa Rica ones too. Yeah, that's rad, dude. What do you got yeah. going on the rest of the month? Anything good? Um, well got the amazon one and then uh nothing else so far hopefully i can pick up some new trips nice dude well next time i'm there we're going we're going shark diving we got to make it happen yeah that, let's do it dude it's epic we got to get a whole crew together and we'll i'll go flop around like you did try to get a shark <laughs> to bite me but they probably won't come <laughs> after me yeah I, I don't recommend doing that move but uh it's it's still really cool i <laughs> love it man well thanks so much for your uh cruising on chris i really appreciate it yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Always good chatting with you. And I hope we can get you out there soon. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Above and Below Assault Life Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Above and Below Assault Life Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. Stay salty. Phew.